Good day, everyone. It's Kieran Russell here once again, um, joined by Phil Shaw, our chief economist, and Chris Brand from our FX trading desk. I hope you're all keeping well and safe and have now had a chance to enjoy catching up face to face with friends and loved ones outside of your social bubbles. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to congratulate the wider team here as Investec. Um, in case you missed the news, um, this week at the Business Money Facts Awards, Investec won Best FX Provider and placed second in the innovation category. So a fantastic achievement for the team. As for the currency markets and sterling in particular, it's been a pretty confusing time of late. Whilst we have been trading in ranges, there have been some pretty sharp moves in sterling crosses for no obvious reasons. Quarter end flows, particularly around the fixings, played a part um, certainly at the end of March. And then there was a week of repositioning um, after Easter, which saw sterling lose ground. And that was mostly on account of um, the Scottish independence referendum concerns being priced in, um, Northern Ireland troubles, of course, and perhaps a feeling that the benefit received from the UK's vaccine rollout program had uh, peaked. In terms of the corporate hedging landscape, the, the range-bound market for sterling dollar and sterling euro has unsurprisingly changed the hedging landscape quite dramatically in recent weeks, with implied volatility in sterling dollar and sterling euro having dropped considerably. Now, this drop in volatility has led to lower premiums for corporates that prefer to hedge with maximum flexibility through the purchase of vanilla options. Um, so there has been a raft of interest from dollar sellers in particular, taking advantage of both the low volatility and attractive spot rates too. Then, of course, there is the COVID situation to consider. Perhaps it can best be described in the form of the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good being our vaccine rollout program, which continues to power on. The bad has to do with concerns regarding blood clots around the AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. And the ugly being the daily global case numbers, which in case you missed it um, earlier this week, reached 800,000 in a day, which is a record number this year. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in Phil here to get his thoughts on the UK economy and the growth outlook in particular. Phil, with the COVID vaccine rollout program going so well in the UK um, and the economy opening up, is the future bright for the UK? Hi, Karen. Morning, everybody. Yes, we are of the view that the stars are aligning for a really decent period of growth in the UK economy. Certainly, the vaccine background helps. We had GDP figures for February specifically earlier this week, and they showed monthly growth of plus 0.4%, which was a little bit below expectations. But again, the Office for National Statistics revised back UK's economic history, which they have tended to do fairly frequently over the last few months. So that makes a mechanical difference to the growth outlook for this year. In addition to that, surveys and the fast indicators which we look at have been positive over the past few weeks, as has been fairly well documented in the press as well. Households have got a lot of excess deposits in aggregate in their bank and building society accounts, and we calculate that to be around £120 billion. That's the equivalent of about 10% of annual uh, household consumption. And so Putting all that together, our GDP forecast is 7.3% for 2021. And actually, it's pretty easy to see it getting over 8% over this year. Now, 
that might sound ridiculous and it is above consensus but one has to bear in mind that the economy shrank by close to 10 percent over 2020 but even so that's a pretty fast bounce back as i said there are a number of uh, indications that we are going to see that and you know with the, the vaccinations going well with the case numbers at, at least in the uk um, staying at relatively low levels it looks as though the government's timetable for easing social restrictions is on track and that helps the growth outlook of course great um now i also wanted to just bring in chris on on more on the on the currency side um chris focusing on the on sterling dollar for a second um the pound regained some of that lost ground from from the repositioning earlier this week um with some some renewed dollar selling there before once again finding itself on the back foot this morning can you add some color to the recent moves certainly um with regards to the pound and, and the dollar yeah i think what we saw at the um start of the week was a little bit of a buying on dips so we have some support levels around a 136.70, 137 level, and we've seen that being um, a quite a decent support level over the really the last month. And as we headed towards those levels, you saw some dip buying. Um, but uh, we've gone towards the 138 kind of level uh, the last round of the week. And on, well, yesterday, really, we had the US retail sales come out, which is a very strong number. Um, and we've seen some um, dollar strength since then. But it's, um, you would maybe expect a little bit more strength uh, from the dollar, from those numbers. But the thing to bear in mind is that the stimulus checks that have been uh, sent out in the US are actually taking effect. And so I guess some of this kind of um, bumper retail sales are somewhat priced in. But it's a bit tricky at the moment. We do feel like we're trading uh, somewhat sideways um, at the moment. But we've still got this support of 136.70, which has been... A, I think over a triple uh, low, um, but we're also seeing a slight downward sloping trend if we go back from February. Um, so it does feel like maybe we could get a breakout soon, but really a little bit sideways trading uh, overall for the week. Um, one thing I did find interesting this week was the Bank of England Haldane um, stepping down in June and what this might mean for the future for the Bank of England. Um, Haldane was a known hawk and losing um, him from the MPC um, could be interesting. And we might see a bit more of a dovish tone coming from the Bank of England in the future. But no, in sterling dollar terms, we kind of have been trading somewhat sideways this week. I think for us, the real interesting part will be next week when we got a lot more UK data. So we have um, the UK employment data. We have CPI data. Uh, we have retail sales. Um, all out of the UK, and we also have an ECB rate decision chucked in as well. So I think for us, the more interesting part is going to be next week when we're going to see some real um, interesting data points uh, for us to focus on. No, great. Um, it certainly has been a quietish week in terms of data this week, um, and we've been largely focusing on, on what comments have come from, from the Fed and, and so forth. Um, just one more for you, Phil, with regards, um, you know, the Scottish Indiref concerns and the Northern Ireland troubles. Um, are we, are we, or is the market for the right to, to be pricing in um, uh, some, some nervousness there? Because clearly, we, you know, we are in a situation where many would feel the pound should be kicking on 
as the economy opens up and we, and we, we should see see rates at uh, probably higher against the dollar and, and sterling euro. Yet this morning we saw sterling euro dip into the 114s again. And, you know, those lofty heights of 142 um, uh, and, and above, which we saw in, in cable, certainly, you know, we, we know we're near those levels at the minute. So just wanted to get your thoughts on, on that. Well, we're certainly of the view specifically on the Scottish situation that markets should be paying attention to it. We've got less than three weeks now until the Holyrood elections on the 6th of May. We had the SNP launching its manifesto yesterday, and that should be a poignant reminder that actually a second independence referendum is is, is a real possibility. Um, there was an article in one of the papers, I think this morning, suggesting the SNP were heading for a landslide. I'm not sure that that's the case, certainly not the polls that I look at. And the Scottish system is very, very complex and has been made more so by Alex Salmon's new party, ALBA. But the reading, I think, of most political analysts is that the polls at the minute are suggesting that the SNP are close to an overall majority. And again, that is something I would watch because if that there are moves towards a second referendum, then that, then that could hit sterling. On Northern Ireland, the situation there looks pretty awful, frankly. And, you know, one hopes that both the UK and the EU can come to some sort of arrangement, which means that there aren't quite as many in practice checks between uh, goods flowing between Northern Ireland and mainland Great Britain. And, and that's really been the source of the unrest which we've seen there. We, we had um, Lord Frost speaking to his EU counterpart, um, Shevkovich, yesterday. We hope that what was said there was constructive and that both sides can come to a solution because what's going on at the moment in Belfast and other areas is, 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 is really quite nasty. Yeah, so um, it, it certainly from my, where I sit, is, is, uh, it, it's obvious that the pound just doesn't want to kick on because those concerns are are clearly um, relevant and and want to keep an eye out for. Um, but then on the technical side, Chris, I mean, is there, in a market that has relatively been range-bound and, and um, you know, despite not seeing these, these random quick moves that we sometimes happen intraday, are there some technicals as well to be kind of watchful of, certainly in sterling euro as well? Yeah, I mean, in sterling dollar, that support at 136.70 we mentioned earlier does seem to be quite a key support um, level. And on the top side, we're looking really above 138.50, I would say, uh, top side resistance. But in, in sterling euro, um, one thing we do see is the 100-day moving average comes in at 113.69. So that would be my uh, major support for um, sterling euro on the downside uh, moment. Great. Well, listen, guys, I think um, if there's anything else you, you wanted to add, um, now's the time. Otherwise, I think I'm going to wrap this up. Um, anything from your side, Phil? Just to say, continue listening to the Fed. Watch the U.S. data. Obviously, the retail sales numbers were very strong. They were helped by the huge stimulus checks, which were much bigger than the ones in, in January. But you know what we're looking for is some shift of ground from senior Fed members. At the moment, they're not contemplating any change in policy at all. They're expecting a temporary rise in inflation this year. Now, 
it may come to a point where the Fed says, OK, the economy is more on its own two feet or a bit more concerned about price pressures. That doesn't look as if it's going to happen anytime soon. But if it were to, then that completely changes the monetary policy picture. And of course, therefore, the situation regarding foreign exchange rates. Great. Thanks, Phil. And um, I would just add, actually, on um, euro, sterling, or sterling euro, I've generally favoured buying the dips in sterling euro over the last few weeks, mainly on the vaccination play, the fact that the UK was um, quite far ahead of Europe. Um, I still favour that at the moment, but I think there is diminishing risk reward in that play. Um, I see Europe catching up in terms of their vaccination programme, and I think the good news has been very much all priced into the UK. And I guess a lot of bad news was priced into Europe as well in terms of the slow vaccination rollout from before. But I think we're seeing a shift now and Europe is catching up. And I think you might see that play uh, out in sterling euro as well. Fantastic. Guys, I'm going to wrap it up now. So, um, you know, from Phil and Chris um, and myself, um, just wanted to say, do do keep close to the desk and your FX dealer. Um, we're, we're, there are lots of moving parts. It has been range bound. It's it's kind of market where you can easily take your eye off the ball, but um, certainly there's, there's a lot simmering in the background. Um, from uh, from myself, I hope you all get out and get some some sunshine and enjoy socialising again with other people. And uh, certainly in the case of of myself, get get yourself a haircut and uh, and look sharp next week. Um, so that's a wrap from all of us. Take care.